This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And an update on a story we've been following. The cargo ship full of luxury vehicles that erupted in flames. All the crew members had to be evacuated. It was just floating around in the ocean aimlessly Mm -hmm. with all these Porsches and Lamborghinis on it. Uh, It sunk. She's down to Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, it uh, it took on too much water, and it went down officially. It is completely uh, submerged. Um, 4,000 luxury cars from Europe headed to the United States just sank. Now, if your car was on that ship, most likely will be covered by insurance. Okay, that's that's a relief. I mean, you're going to have to wait four more years for another boat to come over with the, your Lambo, but... Yeah. Uh, bad news is there was a lot of fuel on that ship. Of course. There was uh, 2,000 metric tons of fuel and another 2,000 metric tons of oil. And with the price of gas these days, it might be worth uh, renting a submarine. Call James Cameron. What's up? Yeah, this is the new Titanic. <laughs> For sure. In like 100 years, it will be sick to go down in some scuba gear or whatever and see all those old cars. It'll be a historical kind of moment. It would be a great plot for an action movie. Fast and Furious 14 to the bottom of the ocean. They were in space. Now they can go to the bottom of the the Atlantic Ocean. But really, there is something valuable in the trunk of one of those cars or, Mm. you know, something, a reason they need to get down to that ship. Sure. Could it be? Yeah, yeah. Because gold, oh, it has to be like a it has to be like a vial of DNA or something. It has to be new technology. But yeah, I could see it working plot wise. The reason for the fire, Captain, saying that one of the lithium ion batteries in the electric cars ignited, and it started spreading really fast. The crew didn't stand a chance unless they had some special equipment, so they had to bail out. Man, that's like those cell phones that used to blow up in your pockets. Remember when that was happening a few years ago? Or the vape pens? Yeah. These batteries, man. Are you sure you want to convert to electric cars there, major car companies? (laughs) Slow and steady. Let's not, is the, you know, I'm fine with the electric cars, but let's not turn on a dime before we perfect the art. You think maybe uh, you like your conspiracy theories? You think the oil and gas company set this one up? (laughs) All those luxury cars are at the bottom of the ocean Mm. because of electric cars. Maybe. I don't know. You never know, but... I don't know. I, like if, if if the batteries in the in the past hadn't already blown up, I'd be a lot more suspicious. But this is a common occurrence, it seems. Even like Teslas, uh, they were they were blowing up, and you know they're working on them. Uh, start like it's a it's kind of a scare. Not that not that uh, gas powered vehicles yeah, you, are perfect, have you ever, but have you ever a gas powered vehicle blowing up. It's the spontaneous Never. combustion. I mean, yeah. outside of the mob, you know, rarely do cars just blow up or start on fire. That is one thing in life that I thought. I would uh, would be a bigger problem when I grew up as a kid. Spontaneous combustion, hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Terrifying. True. You'd think that you're just walking down the street on a nice sunny day. Butterfly lands on your shoulder. Somebody spontaneously combusts. <laughs> Gas prices expected to get worse as the week goes on here. I filled up my car yesterday, and uh, I dare you to guess how much it cost me. It's Taz and Jim. Hey there, it's Taz. Yeah. So in order to figure out how much the gas costs, we, got, we need to know what you drive. 
it's totally different. Like when I just filled up my van, it was 110, but if I had to go fill up my pickup, it's almost $200. Yeah, I'm closer to your van. I, I, I'm probably, what do you got, a 70-liter tank in there? Sure. Yeah, I think that's what I have in my car. I drive a little Volkswagen. Okay, well, there you go. But, so but it, it, was, it, less, it but... was premium, and it was 122 bucks. Holy crap. Yeah. And it wasn't even the premium premium. It was the, the in-betweeny premium. Well, mine's like the low grade, and yeah. it was 110 such a jip. You know how much it's going to cost you now that your engine is going to blow up since you put the <laughs> slightly worse gas in it, Taz? Come on. <laughs> I'm screwed. It's Taz and Jim. What's going on? Hey, it's my name's Daryl. I just wanted to let you know that uh, I was up in North Bay on the weekend, and I had to fill my pickup truck up there, and it was $200. Oh, how much a liter? It was a dollar seventy-one. Here we go. Yeah. Yes, sir. You have a bike at home, Daryl? Uh, no. Start pedaling. How long does it take to rollerblade to North Bay? <laughs> <laughs> I have a F-150 pickup truck and a brand new boat, and it's going to kill me this year. Oh, yeah. A boat is a hole in the water you throw money into, and that's never been truer <laughs> than right now. Boat boat means break out another thousand. <laughs> Where are you boat? Are you boating around Nipissing or what? What lake are you on? Uh, no, no, no. We were uh, ice fishing up in Nipissing, but uh, I usually fish around here, Lake Ontario, okay. Lake Erie. Well, if you invite us out, we'll give you some gas I, money. We promise. <laughs> I can do that buddy. when we get back to shore. <laughs> you can keep the empties, cash them in for gas money. The cars, yeah. the, the money's in the car. Give us a second. We'll go grab it. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Daryl. Okay, thanks a lot, buddy. John Bon Jovi is 60 today. We are joined by Dan McTagg, the gas price wizard. And obviously, with what's going on at the pumps, that's why we, we called him. But coincidentally, Dan, you were just telling us off the air, you've slept with Bon Jovi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody who has been on a, a jumbo jet will know at the front of the plane, uh, there are these long chairs. Uh, you can make them really into a bed. And so you fold them out. And I like, like where this is going. Yeah, yeah, Mount High Club. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As luck would have it. Uh, I didn't know who he was at first because he came running in and, uh, you know, it's a seat taken. I said, no, no, and sat down. A little diminutive guy. wasn't very big. And uh, I realized who he was, and Ricky Sambora was right beside him on the other side. So we had a, t- a long conversation, and uh, it was one of these, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a member of Parliament. And I said, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm, uh, I'm in the entertainment business. I did not recognize him, believe it or not. This is 1994, 1995. Bottom line was that uh, uh, <clears throat> when I found out who he was, I just about died. And I actually uh, tried to figure out how he... Uh, you know, um, how he uh, managed to uh, not have his own jet. <laughs> he said he probably couldn't get one. It was actually coming back from uh, Budokan. They were having a big concert there, and uh, I think uh, there's a few other celebrities on the plane, and they weren't politicians like me, so that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But, yeah, there's my story. I told my wife I slept with John Bon Jovi, and uh, we've been married ever since. I got a question. <laughs> we're talking about saving money on gas. Why are our politicians going around in first class here? Get them yeah, in coach. what's going on? <laughs> At least Bon Jovi's doing his part yeah. by not flying on a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to thank the Japanese government for that. But at the time, okay. I finished my work uh, working at Toyota Canada, and uh, we had uh, just uh, announced some changes to the uh, TMNT, which is the Cambridge plant uh, for Corolla. So it was a big deal. And 
I think the company looked after that, so the upgrade was there, and uh, hey, I took it, man. Fair enough. Yeah, talk about an upgrade. Sambora on one side, Bon Jovi on the other, <laughs> and Dan McTagg right in the middle. Right da- in the middle. There you go, guys. It's a Danny Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> you give love a bad name. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, gas prices. Speaking of giving things a bad name, uh, anyone who uh, yeah. who's tried to fill up their car with gas this week has got a shot to the nards. <laughs> Uh, it's not getting better either, right? No. No, listen, uh, up seven cents a litre tomorrow. So a lot of people are seeing 159.9 here in Hamilton or in London. Um, they're going to see a dollar, uh, they're going to see a dollar 66.9 tomorrow. Uh, so that's, uh, again, historical prices. And unless something changes, uh, for Friday, I'm looking at another four cents a litre on top of that. Three cents, maybe four cents if we're lucky. Uh, but it looks like we're heading towards a dollar 70 a leader uh, before the weekend, unfortunately, folks. We know that uh, there's turmoil in Ukraine and Russia is being cut off economically from the world. Uh, That most likely will affect the price of gas coming up. Is there anything that can give us relief? Who can help with this situation? Well, no one in the short term. Uh, Long term, I think uh, Canadians have to have an adult discussion about building pipelines and pushing back on those who are blocking them or trying to find cute ways to uh, discourage people from building them. we got a lot of oil, a lot of gas. The world wants it uh, because we produce it more ethically than, uh, than Russia and Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. So uh, I think that's where we have to head uh, regardless, unless, of course, we appreciate uh, $2 a litre fuel and uh, an economy that, uh, that goes into stall mode because no one can afford to live here. What about Biden last night in the State of the Union address? He talked about uh, oil reserves being released uh, and how that is going to help things down in the United States. Will any of that affect the gas prices in Canada? No. In fact, it, uh, it laid an egg because uh, the world demand for oil is 100 million barrels a day. He's proposing 30 million, and uh, the International Energy Agency says uh, all other nations can pony up uh, 60 million. Uh, again, you know, 30 plus 60 is 90. So you can last about 20 hours, 22 hours maybe at the most. Uh, that's what they're offering, and it's uh, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, we need What we need is some pretty heavy lifters like Canada who can go from 4.5 million barrels a day to 10 million barrels a day if we had pipelines easily. And uh, I think a lot of countries are going to start knocking on our door and say, uh, listen, uh, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau, buddy, <laughs> can, you, uh, can you spare us a pipeline, maybe a few million barrels, because the world definitely needs you. Otherwise, uh, you know, we're going to rely on uh, on Vladimir Putin. And to a large extent, folks, that's exactly why there's a war there. Putin's got the power. He's got Europe over, call it what it is, a barrel. And uh, even the United States, believe it or not, killed the Keystone XL pipeline, Biden. And yet uh, he now has to borrow or import 800,000 barrels of oil from Russia every day. That's, oh. by the way, going to be sanctioned. But uh, that's geopolitics. But it's, uh, it's, it's time that people uh, you know, realize oil is back regardless. How long until regulars over two bucks a liter? Uh, how long is this war going to go? How crazy is a madman in uh, in Russia going to continue his uh, his war on uh, the Ukrainian people? I don't know, uh, but I would guess that that's uh, that's likely to happen, especially given that uh, we have not backed away from the idea of increasing carbon taxes, even though they're only two and a half cents a liter on April the first, uh, and of course the switch over from winter to summer gasoline. By the way, if it's any consolation, they're buck ninety four today uh, for tomorrow in Vancouver, so we're oh, heading there, yeah. uh, like it or not. 
Dan McTagg, the gas price wizard. Uh, if you don't follow him, you want to. Maybe save a couple bucks at the pump if you do. He's on uh, social media. Uh, we should have ended with the, the Bon Jovi story. It was much <laughs> less depressing <laughs> than the gas prices. Uh, Dan, thanks for coming on. We'll keep checking in with you, man. Appreciate your time. Good talking to you guys. Juno Awards. We now know what's going on. 51st annual Juno is going to make history on Sunday, May 15th as it's broadcast and streamed for the first time from an outdoor venue at Budweiser Stage in Toronto. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's the first time they've done that. I hope everything goes according to plan. <laughs> no pigeons are just swooping by. I don't know. Canadian I was geese thinking honking. More, I was thinking more about rain. That too. That too. <laughs> rain Maida might be there. Jim's worried about the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Hitchcock. Simu Liu, the uh, star of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is going to be the host. He is He's doing very well with his career right now. Yeah, he's good. He... Um, I like it generally when there's a comedian. I guess he has been on SNL. He can do some funny stuff, but we'll yeah. see how it goes. Uh, he's, he's definitely an A-lister making his way up down there in Hollywood. Uh, and there's going to be tons of performance performances, including Arkells from The Hammer, Avril Lavigne, and more to be announced. Tickets will be going on sale March 4th, which is coming up Friday at Ticketmaster.ca slash Junos. That'd be fun to go see live. Uh, rock album of the year. We got our Kells nominated for that one for Blink Once. Mm-hmm. Look Alive, Black Pistol Fire nominated. Sisters, Not Twins. The Professional Lovers album by The Beaches is nominated. Hidden Gems by The Blue Stones is in the rock album category. <laughs> and from Dundas, Ontario, another, another hammer band here. We got the Dirty Nil, and unfortunately, I can't say the name of the album yeah, yeah. on the radio. But I'm assuming if they win a Juno, they'll have to say the full name of the album during the broadcast, right? Yeah, I thought it got a little funny when they had to say Shit's Creek like 11 times at the Gemini Awards. <laughs> if they have to say this title, Simu well, we Lou, look out. Yeah, Simu might, uh, might be in trouble for that one. Uh, the I dirty- will say, though, strong, strong. I love all these bands in the rock category. Uh, th- this is going to be a tough pick. I want to give the Dirty Nil a kudos. I'm rooting for them. Yeah, they Just are be- awesome. Because they're from from Dundas and because they named their album F Art. <laughs> you can fill in the blank yourself. Right. There's Unless a you were in Wheel of Fortune last night. Few letters after the F, but uh, <laughs> that is that's an album title that catches your yeah, attention. I mean it's a statement for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. The rock album of the year is F Art. Uh is it F Art or is it F Art? You know what I mean? Like, is it a guy or are they talking about paintings and statues? <laughs> no, I'm saying, they're saying like art is dumb. Like, you know, screw, you know, if you're like, you, you hate, you know, people who love art, I don't, you say screw or art. Or is it like pictures of people having sex? That's the other one. I don't know. Or it could be, you know. I really hate this guy named Arthur. Yeah, art is one of their brothers and they don't <laughs> get along anymore. So it's F art. I guess we'll find out during the Junos. I, I don't even know if they put the, I don't think last time they put the rock album of the year on the telecast, which is a travesty in my eyes. Yeah, they, they Something do it the that day sh- before Something should lot. be corrected. We'll put the rock album on the, uh, on the broadcast, Junos. Absolutely. 
get your head out of your butt. <laughs> and if you want me to illustrate how that's done, I can make some F art for you. <laughs> I want to see you it's time for sports, and our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is riled up. Major League Baseball was not able to come to an agreement with the players yesterday, Dev. I know we've been talking about uh, baseball a lot and the lockout and the possibility of the uh, the season being uh, canceled in some way, or at least games anyway, but I am just so pissed off this morning that like Major League Baseball is so stupid, I'm almost wondering if they're being run by Gary Bettman. I guess it's just like the dumbest, stupidest league of all time. The last time they had a lockout, it was absolutely catastrophic for the sport. It took them years and years and years to recover, and now you have a sport that everyone views as boring. It is incredibly boring. All you have are these super long games that are filled with home runs and strikeouts, and they're trying to fix the sport, and they're still hugely profitable. Somehow, they're profitable. you got all these teams worth billions of dollars, and they're profitable in a boring sport. So now you have this collective bargaining uh, session going on on, and they lock out the players and they can't come to a deal and the immediate reaction from everybody is this is a mistake this is stupid this is going to hurt the sport and here we are knowing that at least the first two series of the season are going to be canceled probably more and i am just so insanely pissed off how close do you think they were to coming to a deal not close at all. I mean, based on all the reports, they were miles apart. I mean, and uh, and Rob Manfred, the commissioner, was saying, "Oh, there's uh, there was you know, issues on both sides, like you know, like BS. Like the the issues were with the league. The league is just su- such a bunch of pig-headed morons that I, it's just like it's beyond comprehension. Like someone needs to take a baseball and whip it at Rob Manfred's head. He is just so colossally stupid. I just, I just." <laughs> I am just so pissed off. I am just like, my chest hurts. I'm pissed off. Uh, would you like us to call a paramedic? <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel your left arm? Lay off the Cracker Jacks, bud. <laughs> well, how is this going to resolve itself, Dev? Well, if the uh, if the whole negotiation to lockout is anything like a boring baseball game these days, it's going to go on way too long. This is going to be a stupidly short season, which is going to be a crime considering how good the Toronto Blue Jays should be this season, whenever that actually is. How, uh, how does your company treat you at work? They give you enough breaks? Yeah, yeah. Smoke breaks, coffee breaks. Sure, a nice, uh, a nice kitchen you can eat your lunch in. Masturbation breaks. Pardon? <laughs> okay, this is a little, this is a little risque. Just a little warning there before we get into her. But there is a company that is giving employees the opportunity to pleasure themselves during work hours. They've even ordered custom-built wank tanks to help them out. <laughs> This is a company in Cyprus called Strip Chat. They okay. they run an adult website and a social network. They've got 200 employees and they are installing uh, VR experiences with Oculus VR headsets and 4K LED screens where you can watch X-rated films in privacy during work hours so you can uh 
You can get a little release there and get back to being productive. Huh. But they're all sharing this same tank. Well, you, well yeah, there's going to be Lysol wipes in Do you in wipe there. it down like the gym equipment? <laughs> a little <laughs> spray bottle? <laughs> Self, self-policed? <laughs> I don't know, man. See, it's funny because it, it is an adult you know, entertainment company, so it kind of makes sense. If this was an IHOP, I'd feel a lot worse about it. <laughs> but it's kind of like, it's like having batting cages at a sporting goods store. You know, it kind of makes sense. Right. If they're if they're looking at stuff all day, the employees, and they're getting a little too amorous, they need that release, then this is an option for them. Do you think they still do get amorous? Do you think it still works? Or is it like when you work at a fast place, a fast food place, and you never want to eat a burger again? Yeah, maybe. Because you're just surrounded by it all day, yeah. It's too much. Didn't you have a buddy? uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) This was my buddy. I remember he had a TV, or sorry, he had like an illegal satellite in high school or something like that. His dad got it from America. I don't know how the hell they ended up with it, but his dad just wanted it for sports. Turns out there was like eight adult channels on it as well so one day we skipped school the whole day and there was like six of us that watched it Uh for like six hours Uh three in the morning three in the afternoon and by the end of the day i had a bike home and i was like sick i was honestly sick to my stomach like i was like dizzy and like all of us were like felt disgusted i don't know i mean that's six hours that's weird that's also probably the day you started going through puberty <laughs> just like, yeah, I just all of a sudden started. My voice is going. Hey, mom. Anybody else feeling sick? What? <laughs> you like playing games and winning money? Well, you probably enjoy watching the odd episode of Wheel of Fortune, right? Of course. Classic. They are calling it the most annoying two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history. There was a puzzle last night, almost solved. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the answer was. Another feather in your cap. Common turn of phrase. You're familiar with that saying? Yeah, I'm not like an old a, man here. You've heard another feather in your cap? Yeah, it's like you've accomplished another thing. Right. Yeah. You get a feather in your hat for every great thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to these contestants, <laughs> especially this poor lady. She's never going to hear the end of this. Two O's. Assault? Okay. Another feather in your hat. Close. Christopher. Right ballpark. Just keep watching as the claps keep getting quieter and more awkward. 650. G. No G. G. In your gap? (laughs) Another feather in your gap. What are you thinking, Christopher? Uh-oh, the bankrupt gotcha. Lori, have another shot. Back to Lori. Okay, okay another shot at puzzle. her. I'll solve. Okay. Another feather in your lap. No. All Pat of the C- feather is moving around. Pat Sajak looks like he's about to throw himself onto the wheel. Nine hundred. D. No. In your dad? In your dad? Another feather in your dad? Thomas, I think the wheel got... Laura, you have another opportunity here. You can spin the wheel. You can try to solve the puzzle. What do you want to do? strike. Here she goes. Go ahead and spin if you don't know. I'm going to go ahead and spin. Yeah, don't get buzzed out here on time. (laughs) Well, what letter would you like? A P? Okay. Yes, there's a P. 
She got it now, right? Spin or solve? I will solve. Okay. Another feather in your map. <laughs> Christopher, it's your turn. Are you using the feather as a bookmark? Is that yeah. what she's saying? Oh, my like? goodness. Cool. Bankrupt gotcha. Thomas, you have no money. I don't know what you're going to spin. You can I'll, try to I'll spin. Okay. Put us out of our misery. Somebody. Don't let her get so back to Lori. Like? A C. Is there a C up there anywhere? There you go. You want to solve this? Yeah, I'll solve. Another feather in your cap. Yeah, there you go. Oh, God. Thank God. I was hoping he was going to say another feather on your cap. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thank God my granny's not around to see that travesty. <laughs> We watch Wheel of Fortune all the time. She would have been disgusted. Kids these days. Another warmy, as they say in uh, meteorology school. <laughs> you know it. I saw, saw a few people on Facebook today saying they went for a run before work this morning. Oh, good for oh, you. Yeah. Isn't it a great time to brag about yourself when you're talking about the weather, huh? Oh, it's so nice out. Uh, I'm going to go for a run. And thank God the uh, the uh, capacity limits are lifted so I can go to the gym now. Yeah, yeah. Not that I didn't work out during the lockdowns or don't run while it's cold. <laughs> I do feel like a piece of garbage every time I see someone running early in the morning. <laughs> I know. And when I see people running in the afternoon. We won't running leave you in general. If you're, if yeah. you're a runner, thanks for making me feel Good terrible about myself. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something. Dude, well, we had uh, Dan McTagg, the gas price wizard, on the air this morning. I have a feeling I'm going to be riding my bike to work soon. Out of necessity, yeah. Oh, right. For sure. Uh, which wouldn't be a bad thing uh, for the waistline as well. Yeah, it would be. It'd be good. Um, but, I mean, we get we get to work really early in the morning. I don't feel like hopping on my bike at 4.30 a.m. Like You'd have to leave earlier than that. Yeah. Well, it would be a 4 o'clock. Back when I, I think it would only take me a half an hour to... Remember I tried it? Yeah, yeah. And you said this is like my new thing. Yeah, and it lasted for like three weeks, maybe. <laughs> How many times did you actually bike, though? Not each day, did well, you? Well, my goal was to bike three times a week to work. Mm -hmm. And first week, it was three times. Mm -hmm. Next week, I think it rained, so maybe it was two, and then one. Yeah, it tapered off. Back down to quick. zero. <laughs> Good A for effort. But you need to leave... Uh, you know, if there's unexpected circumstances, then if your chain falls off, you could be in trouble. So you got to give yourself a little extra time. I was leaving around 4 a.m. There's a big hill, like kind of, when I think about it, on the way here in the morning, which would be make the way here easier, but the way back is like no, almost a constant. Think about it, because I know the hill you're talking about. On Riverside. On Riverside. you got to go up that hill before you go down it. Oh, yeah, because you're coming off hill. on it. Yeah, so you got to yeah. you got Like most hill. hills. <laughs> 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 oh, and this man. has been How Hills Work yeah, with Taz and Jim. Two sides to every hill, as they say. <laughs> I don't even have a yeah. bike, actually. I wonder if it's still hard to get a bike, because I know last summer, me and my fiance were looking at bikes at you know, Canadian tires, like random places, right. and it was like slim pickings. Right. Uh, well, look into it. If you want one, I'd start uh, shopping now. Yeah. I wouldn't wait until it gets uh, to be like 14, 15 degrees, which, by the way, is Sunday. Oh, wow. They're now saying Sunday. We could see some sunshine, a little bit of rain mixed in there, but 14, 15, maybe 16 degrees for one day only. <laughs> 
Abby, should we put a TV in the backyard? You want to come over and watch golf on the I deck? I think so. Man. It's going to feel like it's 40 degrees, you know? Yeah, you might not have to watch golf at home. You may be able to get out and golf somewhere. True. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.